Baptist church. <laughs> now, did I say take up an offering? No, I didn't. I want everybody in here to get one of these uh, river stones. Now, if you don't like my message, you can throw rocks at me. No, I'm kidding. Now, I know it's going to, that'll worry my wife to death because she don't know nothing about what I'm going to do. <laughs> so everybody take one. And that way you stay awake and see what it's all about. Uh, well, here I am again. The last time I spoke to you, I was between two doctors. You remember that? <laughs> now, one doctor's gone. I'm here, and thank God you're here. Thank God for you. Uh, tonight, I want to bring you some thoughts out of this word. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. There's so many things we don't know, you know. I've... I've lived with a woman for 56 years, and all every once in a while she shows me some things that I don't know about her. And, and, and that's my wife. She's, she's not God. I mean, God, he, he just knows so much, and he wants to show us. Uh, do you remember Vince Lombardi, the football coach? He held up a football, and he said, this is a football. Well, tonight, this is a Bible. You know, we need to, we need to get into it. I, I'd give anything if we could all just immerse ourselves. When I got saved in October of 76, I got me a Bible, and I didn't come out of my room, for I think, except to go to work and eat for about three months. <laughs> my wife would stare at me, and what's going on with him? I just, and still, I've got this hunger for the Word of God. Psalm 19 and 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament show forth his handiwork. Day into day, uh, utter speech, and night into night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. What about the guy over in Africa that's not heard the word? I've been watching this uh, uh, stories. I, I found out about him. Uh, this guy in Australia, and he's a he was a survivalist. He got. He's not around now, but I like to watch him. I watch him about every day, and I get a change, you know, a few minutes. And, and uh, he's a survivalist. But think about the places he went to in Australia where there was no white man had been for years. Well, the Bible says that God shows himself. He shows himself. So we can't say, well, what about the aborigine? He didn't hear. Uh, tonight... I want to bring you something that some of you have, well, most of you, <laughs> all of you, you never heard such a message. This, I'm bringing you a message from rocks and stones. Hello? <laughs> Is he lost his mind? A message from rocks and stones. In Numbers, in, tw number, in 20th chapter, Moses was talked to by the Lord, God, and the Lord told him something. The, the uh, children of Israel had wandered around in the desert, and they were thirsty. They were dying of thirst. Their animals were thirsty. And they were complaining, let's, let's fix the stone, the old boy. And he said, God, I need some help here. I need some help. In 27 of Numbers, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, 
I use the King James. I hope y'all don't mind. I love the King James. I mean, that's what I've, I've tried all of them. They're all good, but I just like the King James. Uh, spoken to Moses saying, Take the rod and gather the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and what? Speak ye unto the rock. Now, my wife thinks she's talking to a rock every day. She'll say, honey, you don't listen. Now, for years and years, she says that. What does she mean? She said, you don't listen. How many of us have heard this saying, or you have said it? I know I have. He or she's dumber than a rock. Be, be careful. <laughs> be careful. God told Moses to speak to the rock. Wow. You see how little we know about God? Joshua, and Joshua in a few minutes, he spoke to the sun and the moon, told them to stand still. Wow. Is this great faith? Sure it is, but it was faith when it was needed. And before their eyes, and it shall give the congregation and their beasts drink. The water came out. God gives the, the river, the water of life to us. Remember the woman at the well? She was thirsty. She came in the heat of the day. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe to dodge the other women because she'd been married so many times. They didn't want to see her. But anyway, she came and, and Jesus told her, he said, I'm the, I'm the water of life. You know, she said, give me this water that I'll never thirst again. Have you ever, ever been so thirsty you think is going to pass on this earth? I mean, really thirsty. I'll tell you a story about this old boy. Several years ago, my, me and this other friend of mine, both of us lacking up here, we rode our bicycles to Myrtle Beach in two days. And the first day, I was having a good time. The second day, I thought I was going to die, and I told, I told my buddy, I said, well, I'm going to keep on pedaling left foot, right foot, because I'm going to die. I know I am. Two, 340 miles in two days. Hey, I'm an old fat country boy. I, I'm not an Olympian. We got to, we got down to, well, before I got to the beach, let me tell you this. We stopped in Charlotte, and there again, no training. I ordered a milkshake. Folks, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. Boy, I didn't finish that milkshake. I got sick. But the second day, we got through the swamps. I got toward the coast. And we were getting about four miles to the gallon of Gatorade. I mean, it was going. It was go I was so thirsty. We stopped at a McDonald's at the beach. And last time I had to count, I drank over a gallon of liquid. I drank milk. I drank water. I drank tea. I drank Coke. Nothing satisfied me. Now, you talk about a thirst. I know what it's like to be thirsty. I believe if I'd have went much farther, I'd have probably died because I've never known such thirst. But God gives us this water that you'll, you'll never thirst again. Oh, and he saved me of October of 76. I tell you, I, I never thirst for uh, anything in this world again. I mean, amen. Okay. Witness to a stone. Israel promised to obey God. After they got into the land, or, or before they did, Joshua, uh, Joshua was told 
given specific instructions from God. And at the end of the book of Joshua is something that just, oh, it blows my mind to think of no better words to say. Joshua 24, 25. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. That's the end of Joshua. The end of it. He's, he's going to die. God told him that you're going to die. So he's making his farewell speech. And you and I, what would we say at our farewell speech? Who would we give accolades to? Where'd that word come from? <laughs> who would we give the credit to? Now listen. Now please, follow me in your Bible in case I'm going off course. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. I didn't write this. Now, I don't have to defend it. I like what J. Vernon McGee said. He said, when you bring a word of God, he said, turn it loose. It's like a line. It don't need no defending. Folks, I can't explain that. Anybody here? Now's your chance. Speak up. David, how does a stone hear? <laughs> Glenn, anybody? I don't understand it. But God said it. He said it. And uh, it shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. Wow. I remember, I remember the day I got saved. I remember well. I said, Lord, if you'd save me, I'll do anything you asked. That's what I told him. And over the years, he's asked some tough things. He's asked some tough things for me, and, and I did them. I, I don't know why I'm going into this, but I will. Years ago, I was, a, I was a thief. I was a kleptomaniac. Now, don't, don't, don't grab your wallets now. That was years ago. That's B.C., before Christ. And one night, I stole a guy's new motorcycle. And I had me a good time, you know. But anyway, I got away with it. Years later, God spoke to my heart and said, Do you remember that bike? I said, yeah. He said, I want you to go make it good. I said, what? And I, I checked on the guy, and he'd been in prison. I said, man, he's going to knock my eyes out. God said, go. He said, go. I called the guy up, and I said, hey, you, you remember that bike? Of course. I said, well, I stole it. Hello? <laughs> I said, I want to make it good. And I had a bike that I loved. I put that thing together from the ground up. I did, and a friend of mine did. I can't fix the light bulb. But he, it was a wonderful bike. I gave him that bike and gave him some money. And I said, would you please pray for me? <laughs> because every time I shut my eyes to pray, God said, you need to make it good. So when you make a witness to God, what, you, what you're going to do, we better do it. I could get no peace. But that was years ago. And uh, anyway, there's a witness, water from a rock. Here's a witness from a stone. And praise God, listen to this. In Luke 19, 37, Jesus is 
uh, they call it the triumphant entry. It wasn't triumphant. It was an entry, but it wasn't triumphant. He, he was coming into Jerusalem, and it was close. He was close to the time that he was going to die on the cross. It was very close. And people were screaming and hollering, throwing out uh, palm branches and putting their coats down before him. And, oh, the crowd was having an uproar. And listen to what the Scripture says. And when he was come nigh now to the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for the mighty works that he had seen. When was the last time you said praise God? When? Hey, we need to do this because you'll find out in a minute why. We need to find out. Uh, 1938 saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And Jesus answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Oh, here we are again. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't understand it, Lord, but you try to tell us something. If we don't praise your wonderful and holy name, I don't want the rocks crying out for me. I don't want that. I want to be able to praise him, praise his wonderful name, and not think about the stones will immediately cry out. Uh, when God appeared to Moses on Mount Sinai to give his law, the whole multitude shook violently. I mean, the whole mountain shook violently. That's Exodus 19, 18. Warren Wiersbe, a very noted uh, theologian, he said that the earthquake at Jesus' death to the it, it, it was uh, connected to the earthquake when uh, uh, Mount Sinai suggests that the earthquake at Calvary signified that the demands of the law were fulfilled in Christ. There was a great earthquake when he breathed his last. These rocks were crying out for one more time. That's amazing. That is amazing. Mm. I would take my watch off and look at it, but it don't mean nothing. <laughs> I've seen preachers do it. They'll take it off and lay it down. It don't, it don't mean a thing. Okay. Uh, now for the bad news. And always bad news. There's good news and bad news, you know. Uh, in Revelation 13, here's a frightful scripture. Here's a frightful scripture. And the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, which she had shaken of a mighty wind. Um, that, that, that's something else I don't understand. I was preaching Sunday down in Gastonia, uh, we had about 30 wonderful people there. Oh, we had a good service. One lady uh, in the uh, Sunday school, she jumped up and she said, I want to be saved. And she ran forward to the altar and gave her life to the Lord. Before Sunday school was over, I said, boy, that's a good start. That's a good start. But I told them, I said, you know, I don't get this. There's no time with God. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Wow. Here it says, that the stars fell unto the earth. This ain't happened yet. In our time, 
But God is in on a different domain. He don't, he don't work with my time clock. Um, and the heavens depart as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondsman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. And listen, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for Christ, for a Christ-rejecting people calling out for the rocks to fall on them. They don't want to see his face. You know, something happened to me recently. Uh, this man I know, he was, was no kin to me, he's a uh, distant kin to my wife, but he died recently, and as far as I know, he wasn't saved. And that's been on my heart and mind. It's just broke my heart, and I think about him every day. And I wonder in my spirit where he's at. I wonder what he's going through. Did he make it? I don't know. He had this movie star to die. But Anne, was it, Heist? Is that her? Has? She died. And I, I, I don't know where she went. You know, that bothers me because money and fame, you know, and uh, uh, everything at their fingertips. And people are dying, lost and dying. That just broke my heart when I found out she died. That's, that's terrible. But now, before you think I'm... <laughs> Lost my marbles. I'll read more scripture. In 1 Corinthians 10, 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized with Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all did eat the same spiritual meat and all did drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. I don't understand that either. The rock that followed him was Christ. That beautiful song tonight, and Billy did a beautiful job about Christ as a he's solid rock, you know. He's the rock that I'm standing on. Uh, I talked to a young man uh, a couple of days ago. Well, he's my age. Not a young man, I don't guess, but anyway... He told me he'd, he'd bailed out a church, and he's been in church for years. And I, I was just hurt. I couldn't even speak when he told me. I was just flabbergasted. You've got to get on that solid rock. You have to be on that solid rock. Every morning I get up, every morning between uh, 5 and 5.30, I'm praying to the Lord. I can sing to him. He, he don't tell me to hush because I can't sing. But I sing to him. It says, and also, it's okay to speak to yourself. You can talk to yourself because the Bible says speaking to yourself and, and uh, 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 psalms and hymns, it's okay. And, and I, 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 I try to sing that song every morning. On Christ, a solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And also, he took my feet out of, the, off of, out of the miry clay and put them on the rock to stay. I'm just glad that most of you don't know me before I got saved. I mean, <laughs> I was a rascal, but God changed me. Uh, 
Jesus told about the religious re uh, leaders rejecting the prophets. Matthew 21, 42, Jesus said unto them, Did you ever read in the scripture the stone which the builders rejected? The same has become the head of the corner. That is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. He is our cornerstone. Well, I know my wife's back there saying, well, what am I going to do with this stone? What am I going to do with this stone? <laughs> I want you to, you don't have to speak it, but I want you to say it in your spirit. That I want you to put this in your pocket. You can throw it at me and get outside if you want to. Um, every time you put your hand in your pocket, men, and your ladies put it in your purse, think about, i got to pray for my church. I gotta pray for the pastor. I gotta pray for my Sunday school teacher. Every time that you touch that stone, now there's nothing ma magical in it. No, no, no. It's just a rock or a stone. I don't know the difference between a rock and a stone. I can't, don't know how, what the difference is. But this is something I've got one I've had in my coin purse for a long time. Every time I open my, uh, get my coin purse out, I rub that stone and I think, you know, I got to be praying now. Because we forget. Your day will get by you and you'll forget. And because it's repetition, that don't mean that you won't forget because you will, and I do. So that's something, if you don't want it, don't leave it on the seat. You don't want it, throw it down outside. But that's something when you see it and you feel it, think of, i got to pray for my church. We need a pastor, folks. We need God's touch. We need his, we need his wisdom, his anointing. That's what we need. And that's the reason that I passed them out. Do we? <laughs> uh, I tell you, I I enjoy I enjoy uh, teaching. I hope I've taught you something tonight. Right out of the word, I didn't hope I didn't get off on something that wasn't there. But right out of the word, but uh, there's so much we need to know and learn. And uh, oh, by the way, somebody's got a birthday tomorrow. Who is that? Huh? Angel. A birthday tomorrow. Oh. I'm not going to sing, okay? Sunday, make him sing twice, okay? Happy birthday. Uh, okay. Well, that's all. Unless y'all got something. Nobody throwing rocks. I mean, you had Misty Jane? Didn't they? Misty Jane. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your precious word. Lord, tonight, how we stand in awe. That your majesty, your wisdom, and your grace, Lord, please give us the strength to, to go on and to be the people, Lord, that be pleasing in your sight. Lord, we thank you for all you've done for us. Just move in this congregation, Lord, in a special and a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. You are...